0: What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Ohio Verse. As you are listening this on Friday, I hope everybody had a good couple of days for holiday. We're going to kind of get into some fun topics here with Ohio State Cincinnati as we are kind of ending the college football season. And then we're going to talk a little bit about the AFC North. And then um, I'm going to ask the guys a question and kind of see how they feel about. Um, Thanksgiving Day sports, but to start it off, we are going to start it off with college football as we usually do, and we're going to go with Ohio State. They had some pretty good, impressive wins over Purdue and then Michigan State, and they just look like a whole different team, so are we, you know, I know before Greg and I were kind of apprehensive to say that, you know, this is, this was their their best selves. They They were ready to make a run at the national title, I think a couple weeks ago, but after seeing them kind of I don't want to say lay waste to those two teams, but they they really did kind of steamroll them and Michigan state looked like it was a team that could, it could potentially compete for a top 10 final spot there. But do you think that they are ready to make a run at a national title against maybe Georgia or Alabama? I'll kind of start with Greg on this one.
1: I mean, I know we've, we've talked throughout the entire season so far that they just really haven't shown to be this you know, national championship caliber team. But I have to say these last two weeks, you know, they have shown that they are the number one offense in the country and they are just playing amazing defenses, stepping up in ways that, you know, I haven't seen in a long time. And, and the offense Stroud is just throwing the wall, slinging it. Uh, he, he's just amazing. I'm actually starting to slightly believe I don't want to get too excited because we know what happens in Ohio sports, but uh, you know, <laughs> Yeah, I'm excited for it.
0: Okay, um, and this week we got David joining Ohio Verse. So, David, what do you think about their national title chances? Do you think they're they're ready to compete, or do you still need to kind of see them play that team up north? This week?
2: I would say probably. Let's see what they do against the team up north. Um, for me, my issue is the last few times that we've seen them in the college football playoff they pretty much got absolutely destroyed. So for me, I don't know if it's like during the regular season, they're really, really good because I don't know if that's just how they set up their schedule. But when they get to the actual college football playoff, they they woke up on the wrong side of the bed.
0: Yeah. That's one way to put it. I mean, yeah, they did. They did get kind of blown out of the water from by that Alabama team last year, but that Alabama team kind of blew everybody out of the water. I mean, you're talking about, I think three, four, maybe even five picks within the first two rounds or something like that. I think maybe more, maybe six, I think they said. So that's it. That was a stacked team. That was a really good team. You're talking about Mac Jones, who's probably the best rookie quarterback in the league at this point. Um, and I think he might have probably the better career out of all of them that we are kind of looking at right now. So, yeah, I mean, that's, that was a good team, but kind of going back and talking about that team up North we do play them this Saturday in our you know, yearly end of the year rival game there. We are at their home field this year. I kind of want to get your guys' opinion. Should we expect them to do the same to them that they did the Purdue and Michigan state or is this, I don't want to call it a trap game because Michigan's a good team, but when you kind of look at the way they've been playing, they're kind of on that same playing field as Michigan State. But do you think it's a trap game? Do you think it's a game that should be competitive? Do you think it's a game we should blow them out? What do you think, Dave?
2: I think that they, if I go based off the last couple of years with Jim Harbaugh, Jim Harbaugh at the least, I can't say that there, it's going to be competitive. The, The Michigan team under Jim versus Ohio State, at least, just has not been good. And Ohio State has destroyed them every single year. So until proven differently and they come out onto the field and surprise me altogether, I think that Ohio State should do what they did to both Michigan State and Purdue against Michigan.
0: Okay. All right. Greg, do you feel the same or do you have a different opinion?
1: No, I'm pretty much the same. He kind of actually stole my thunder a little bit. So uh, Harbaugh is a garbage coach. He has been. He always will be. Um, you know, I don't think the Michigan's is a is a trap game. Um, they'll beat him and they'll beat him handily, and I think, moving forward. And I'm honestly still surprised Harbaugh has a job. So, yeah. Um, I think
0: um, he just got extended. Right, four years, seventeen million dollars.
1: It's it's unbelievable. You could have that many losing seasons and still, you know, like contained Like I don't know who you, he must know, the chancellor or, or the you know president of the university very well, and there must mm-hmm. be friends because it's you can't be that horrible of a coach and still uh, have a job. But whatever, you know, I don't I don't pay the bills.
0: Hey, I mean they they're okay, you know, going, you know what, ten and two nine and three that they're, they're okay doing that. I, I don't, I don't know what it is. You know what I mean? I think he, he's not even 500 against Michigan state and he's never beat Ohio state. I mean, like I said, a, a game is a game They could come out and they could beat us this weekend. That is what it is. You know, I,
2: mm-hmm.
0: I, I think, I think this game is, it's it's leaning more towards Ohio state, just kind of rolling over them and then going into the big 10 championship game. And, and, but I still think this is a game that you look at and it's in Ann Arbor, and maybe Michigan comes out and plays. I don't think they should take them lightly. I think they should go in there and 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 try to go out there and destroy them. And I think if they go in there being like, oh, we got this. You know, we've done what we did the past couple weeks. Then they, they might get punched in the face a little bit and not expect it. So I am hoping that Ryan Day has them ready to go. And, you know, C.J. Stroud looks, looks pretty poised. And to kind of talk about C.J. Stroud, the past couple weeks he's put himself you know, in in that Heisman conversation, do you think he deserves that Heisman trophy over some of the other guys? Or, you know, does he need a couple more good performances to kind of maybe solidify getting that Heisman as as a a redshirt freshman? What do you think, Greg?
1: I think if we went out versus Michigan and then Big Ten Championship with Wisconsin, which is most likely going to be the case, um, even no matter where we end up with the uh, college football playoffs... I think he has a good shot. I mean, I think it's going to go to a quarterback regardless. I think that the Heisman Trophy has gone to a quarterback for the last five years and nine out of the past 11 years. And a defensive player hasn't won it since like 1997. So Mm
0: -hmm.
1: I I think there are other contenders, Jordan Davis, um, Will Anderson Jr., Kenneth Walker III. Um, But his biggest competition, I think, is going to be Bryce Young from alabama the thing with bryce young though is, is that he has not played even you know a quality you know a top 10 school yet this year and he just hasn't really shown that he yeah. is going to you know i think the closest to what florida number 11 so there are a lot of things in his favor if he can just win out i mean he what he threw for 17 completions 294 yards and four touchdowns in less than 20 you know that's that's if that's not showing lights out caliber, I, I, I don't know what else is. I haven't seen that from anybody else this year. It, everybody is saying that you know they're the number one offense in the country, and that should be rewarded. So that's where I'm at.
0: Yeah, I mean when you when you look at C.J. Stroud's numbers, they're pretty much the same as Young's. I mean he's 71% completion, almost 3,500 yards, 36 touchdowns, and five interceptions. And then Bryce Young sitting there at, at almost 72% completion, 3,600 yards, 38 touchdowns, and, and three interceptions. And when you bring up that, like, you know, C.J. Stroud has gone against more ranked opponents, I think, this year than what, than what Bryce Young and Alabama have. And for him to put up pretty much the same numbers as he has, I think that that, that has to say something, especially as a true freshman. You know what I mean? I think these past couple of weeks, our, our next couple weeks, I should say, are going to be pretty telling. Like you said, like I think it's going to depend on how he plays against Michigan. And then I think that it's going to depend on how Bryce Young plays against Georgia in their, in their championship game. What do you think, David? Do you think uh, C.J. Stroud has the Heisman pretty much on lock, or do you think he needs a couple more? Good-
2: I don't always like guaranteeing anything, because especially when it comes to the Heisman, if you're playing for Ohio State, Alabama, Every now and again, Auburn, and a bunch of these big name schools, you always have, if you do pretty well and pretty solid for that team, you have a pretty good shot at making a Heisman. Now, you obviously have to stick out more and more versus your competition, I won't deny that, but being that he's doing as well as he is and as a freshman, it's hard not to say, it's hard to say no. He doesn't have a lock on them. so I think that if he already doesn't have it unlocked, he's very, very close, and would probably need maybe a game or two just okay. to ensure that.
0: Nice. Well, you guys heard our opinions. Go ahead and uh, comment down below when you make our when you're looking at our post. Um, afterwards, go ahead and comment. You know what you think. Where you think he's at. What do you think he needs to do? And we'll kind of see going forward. But moving on to the other top four team in the college football playoff ranking. Cincinnati became the first non-Power Five school to be ranked in the top four for the college football playoff ranking in its history. Now, it's only been around, you know what I mean, for I think less than 10 years now, but that is pretty big, Mm -hmm. and I think that's a big step going forward. But there's only a couple more weeks left in the season. A lot of the Power Five you know, conferences still have their championship games to be and even though they have them ranked number four right now, I kind of wanted to get your guys' opinion on if you thought they would still be left out in the end. And if so, you know what, what kind of percentage do you think that they'd be left out? Or do you think that Cincinnati pretty much has a spot locked up as long as they win? What do you think, Greg?
1: I don't think that they have the spot locked in. Uh, it's really going to, and I'm going to be completely honest with this, it really has to do with Oklahoma State if Oklahoma State can win out the rest of their games and beat Oklahoma and all that, then there's a big argument to be said about the the caliber of their wins versus the caliber of Cincinnati's wins. And I think that that is gonna be the telling telling games that they're gonna decide whether Cincinnati stays or not. Pay attention to Oklahoma, Oklahoma State, and uh, you'll get your answer.
0: Yeah, yeah, what do you think, David? Eh.
1: I'll have to agree with
2: Greg in the sense that I don't think that they have it secured or anything and that mainly is because I I looked at their schedule a little bit and really wasn't the strength of their schedule wasn't all that great I guess you could say it. I'll um, use comparatively, but the fact that they are top four, even with a couple of weeks left I i'm certainly impressed them being really their first time in their history of being in the uh, college football playoff or anything close to it is very impressive because usually, usually you have your Ohio States, your uh, Auburn's, Alabama's, occasionally LSU and other schools like that, who are almost always in that discussion. Then this year, out of pretty much nowhere, you have Cincinnati. So, Regardless of whether they make it to the CFP, I'm impressed with how their season, with Luke Fickle and their season and all
0: that. It actually kind of worried me that they put them in the top four when they did because it almost kind of feels like they threw them this little bone like, hey, you're top four. You know Mm. what I mean? Here you go. And like Greg said, if Oklahoma State wins out, you gotta look at strength of schedule, even though Oklahoma State has the one loss. Like that's that that's a tough, that's a tough, you know, ask to leave them out of the top four. And even I can sit there, I don't know. You know what I mean? I, I think the only the only path that Cincinnati has is they have to win out, and then they have to hope that Georgia beats Alabama in their championship game, and they have to hope that Oklahoma State and Oklahoma have two losses going into going into that final ranking. And I think that that's that's when we could see Cincinnati really lock up a spot.
2: Mm -hmm.
0: But if Oklahoma State wins out, if Alabama beats Georgia, if Ohio State wins out, if Notre Dame wins out, you know what I mean? I think that at the end of the day, you kind of look at that and you're like, I think that they are the first team left out. You know what I mean? I think you look at those final rankings and it'll be Georgia, Alabama, Ohio State, and then Oklahoma State or Oklahoma, whichever one of those guys wins out. So I don't know it. Like I said, it kind of worries me that they put them in at this time (laughs) because you could make an argument that Oklahoma State could be in that fourth spot, but I don't know. I do do really hope that they – I'll say it again because I think we've said it a bunch over the past month. I hope they get in because I think, like, a first round or even the possibility of a national championship game of an Ohio State versus Cincinnati would just be – would just be so fun would be so cool it would be you know I mean? it I would be
2: interesting to say the least
0: yes it would, and you know you know like in to see like you know Luke Fickle all the storylines you know what i mean that would just come from this mm. it would be it would be amazing not but to mention
2: there's we're gonna keep with, there's not too many places or states i should say that have that kind of opportunity to do that and it's like
0: no of, of course it's not. like the only states and that you, you, can you can think, think of
2: are too. texas oklahoma California, anything that is a massive state, and mm-hmm. that's it.
0: Well, and to be fair, David, you you said they came out of nowhere, but to be honest, Luke Fickle has been building that program since he got there, and last year when they barely lost to Georgia, I think it was by like a, a last-minute field goal, last-second field goal that Georgia won that game, and you kind of looked at Luke Fickle, and you looked at the Cincinnati Bearcats, and you were like, yo, they might, be, they might be a team to reckon with for as long as he's there, and as long as he's building that program, and And I'm excited to see where he takes it. I I hope he doesn't get persuaded to go somewhere else. I hope he stays there and builds that program. And I hope they get into a conference that they can play, you know, the quality games that the, you know, the CFP Mm. wants them to play. And then they can consistently be in the playoffs. Cause like I said, I think that that would be, that would be amazing to have, you know, two Ohio schools like that be dominant at football going forward. It would Mm. be fun.
2: That would be amazing.
0: Yeah. But to move on from our two dominant college football programs to some of our more (laughs) lackluster professional football teams that we've had this and especially considering what everybody thought of the Browns going into this season I did kind of want to talk about the tight race in the AFC and you know as of right now everyone is kind of around a similar record I think when you look at it the Ravens are at seven and three the Bengals are six and four the Steelers are five four and one and the Browns are at six and five so the Ravens are obviously that kind of clear-cut leader at this point they have you know a, a couple game lead on everybody else but do you think that it's going to kind of stay that way going forward you know what do you guys think everyone's record is going to be at the end of the year and then where do we see the Browns and the Bengals I guess
1: I, I definitely think the the Ravens have have a clear cut, even the odds makers have them ahead for the rest of the I think the Bengals are gonna squeak out a few more wins uh, you know, against a couple opponents, like they have kind of all year. Uh Steelers are give or take every game, it's depending on who's gonna show up. I mean some days they, they show up and blow out people and other days it's miserable. And then I think the Browns are just done for the year. I think that they they finish last in the division at the end of the year. I- it's kind of a weird toss-up. Everybody's kind of beating up on each other this year, and, and it's going to come out. That I think the Ravens was on top.
0: Okay, what do you think, David? Yeah, I think that
2: I'm just about the same. It the thing about the AFC North is that it's kind of a mixed bag of sorts. You never really know exactly who's who's going to win, who's not, and who's going to play and who's not, and stuff like that. Uh I do think that Baltimore will come out on top eventually. Um, I think that if they don't, I think that the Bengals do catch up if for some reason. And then for last place and third, it's a toss up between the Steelers and the Browns. Because like Greg said, it, it depends on who's showing up and who's not. And lately, the Browns have not been showing up even against the Detroit Lions for that matter. And neither did the Steelers that game in, and in a tie and the Browns barely won so it's very hit or miss and it's very hard to say at the end of the day
0: you yeah, know I agree with you guys I think when you look at this division it's who gets the 10 wins first and I just think the Ravens get the 10 wins first I mean obviously when you look at it they already have seven wins so it's the, the path of least resistance I guess at that point they only need three more out of you know I mean the remainder of the games there and, and the Steelers need five the Bengals and the Browns would need four more wins and I just don't I don't see the Bengals the Steelers or the Browns getting to 10 wins here just by the way that they're playing the the you know the, the ups and the downs that Greg was talking about and that David was talking about it just it just doesn't it you, you don't see it I mean the Ravens have had a game some games where they're like they just haven't looked right but I think that they're they're dealing with so many injuries, especially within that backfield and in the secondary that there's, there's going to be games like that. They're going to have games where they kind of, you're like, Oh, you don't look very good. But, but I, I think that they get to 10 wins first. I think they win that division. And then I think, I, I just don't see, I think at the beginning of the season, you looked at this conference and you were like, we could have three teams out of this division that make the playoffs. But I think that we only get one out of this division that make the playoffs unless, I don't know, unless Baker Mayfield, is able to play through that shoulder injury and, and win games. And unless Ben Roethlisberger is able to come out and
2: – Or they throw in the backup quarterback.
0: What, for the yeah. Case Keenum?
2: Yeah. Case Look, Keenum, yeah.
0: I, I like Case Keenum, but, I mean, if Baker Mayfield healthy really wasn't able to get it done, then I just don't see Case Keenum getting in. Is There's a reason he's the backup. You know what I mean? Now, is, like, Case Keenum backup better than hurt Baker Mayfield? Of course. And that, that might help them get a couple more wins than what they would if Baker Mayfield – was playing but at the end of the day Baker Mayfield couldn't get it done against the big boys anyway so Mm. (laughs) I mean you're I don't know so it's definitely something that I think you know this I think the Steelers are in that like it's Ben's last year let's go out and play as hard as we can the Browns were in that like is Baker our guy or not they're kind of figuring that out and the Bengals are just they're just a young team trying to re trying to build and get better and and if they win a game then it's like it's a mere, you know what I mean? It's one of those things like, oh, cool, we won a game. Let's build off of this. And I think the Ravens are the, the team in that division that are like, hey, we got to win games. We got to win a Super Bowl because that's where we're in. Mm-hmm. But to move into our last topic of today's episode, I was thinking about this today because when I was uh, looking over things for our sports reports, you know, professional-wise, we didn't have any teams playing on Thanksgiving. You know what I mean? I, and I just kind of wanted to get your guys' opinion on kind of how you – how you feel about that is that is that maybe just because it's by chance I think it's maybe a slight at the level of competition that we provide um or maybe the level of eyes that we provide I guess maybe in their mind um what do you think I
2: don't know if it's the level of eyes or anything because we we've had the Detroit Lions in the Thanksgiving Day games for I don't know however long and they haven't really been the best over the last decade or so. I mean, the best last the last time they had a really good season was when they went nine and seven, to my knowledge. And and there's been better Cleveland and Cincinnati teams within the last decade or so than there have been of Detroit team. So I would love to see more Browns and Bengals playing on Thanksgiving Day, because I would I would have much more fun watching the games and probably tune into the games more often, but I understand that they want more eyes on the games and stuff like that. And they want to keep the tradition alive and all that. So,
0: Okay. What do you, how do you feel about it, Greg?
1: I didn't grow up in Ohio, so <laughs> I don't necessarily care. It's It's just, it's not that I don't, I've spent a majority of my life in Ohio. Yes. So I can, it in some of that category but but i just grew up you know if anything rooting for the cowboys on thanksgiving if that's that's a thing just because mm-hmm. the guy's house that we used to go to um for Thanksgiving was a Cowboys fan. So that's just what it was for me, even though I'm a diehard Patriots fan, go Pat's. Mac Jones is the best. <laughs> so I, I, I just, I, I don't care that there's not an Ohio team playing on Thanksgiving. It doesn't bother me either way. It, you know, it's just like, I don't care what, who, what NBA team plays on, on Christmas day. It's just, it, it's, it's a moot point for me. And that's my opinion.
0: I just wanted to pose the question just because, you know, I, I thought that, you know, I kind of looked at it, and I was like, that's a little weird, you know what I mean, but I get it, you know, I know that when, you know, LeBron was here, we played a lot of Christmas Day games, you know what I mean, we probably played some Thanksgiving games, some other holiday games throughout the season for basketball, um, so it is what it is, they probably just followed, you know, the popularity, and in the the Bears and the Lions, they always, the Bears, Lions, and Cowboys always play on Thanksgiving, that's just, that's part of the tradition of it, that's part of what it, what it is, and, and then those guys play other teams and stuff like that. This year, it just happens to be playing each other, but, you know, I I don't know. It's definitely interesting. I kind of looked at it, and I was like, hmm, it's a little weird, but um, go ahead and, like, you know, on top of commenting, you know, how you feel about C.J. Stroud and his Heisman, you know, chances, comment on how you guys feel about this as well. Did it, did it bug you that, that you didn't get to watch any, you know, Ohio sports teams on Thanksgiving? um do you not really care do you, do you just want to watch them when you can watch them um but yeah just let us know let us know how you feel about that and because like i said i think that we have a little bit of a difference of opinions <laughs> right now but yeah it's definitely something that's a little different but to end the show we are going to end with our double take segment as always and i don't know if david has been on ohio verse before but to kind of go over this david our double take segment is. The first thing is we go over one thing that we think will happen in the sporting world over the next two weeks. And it ha- it could be anything. It doesn't have to be anything to do with Ohio related sports. It could be anything that you want across the globe. And then our second part is one crazy thing that you saw heard about or happened to you over the past week. Again, it doesn't have to be in sports. I gave a whole driving lesson one like, week. So <laughs> <laughs> um, that is our double take segment. So I will go ahead and let Greg kick it off with the first part of it.
1: I think, Tim Boyle will win his first NFL start. Okay, I think that uh, I think that versus Andy Dalton, I think that the the Lions are going to beat the Bears, and I think that Tim Boyle, who is the pride of Connecticut, went to UConn for three years, and in those three years at UConn, had one touchdown pass and sixteen interceptions. Three years. Wow, that's good. Yeah, but I think that he's actually Sounds like going, uh,
0: when David plays Madden. I mean, I'm just kidding.
1: That's just true. I, I think that he's <laughs> going to uh to pull out uh, a very dirty mm-hmm. win. It's just not gonna be fun and pretty and nobody's gonna like the game at all. It's probably gonna be the worst game uh of the year in many, many, many ways. And I, I, I think that Lions pulled off, beat the Bears. That's what it is.
0: Okay, all right. David, uh, what is one thing that you think will happen in the sporting world?
1: I think that the the
2: Cavs uh, – hold on. I think that the Cavs make it into the top eight, and then they hold on to probably the end of the season, mainly because they this team is good and young. They're on the fringe right now of uh, making the playoffs. I know that's well down the road and all that, and mm-hmm. this is really, really early. But I think that there is a very solid chance that the Cavs make the playoffs, at least looking early on. Now, then again, will my opinion change in two, three weeks four? In knowing the Cavs very much so? But as of right now, they have a very solid chance of making it
0: into the playoffs. Okay. Yeah, I think my, my prediction last episode was that the Cavs would win three games before we met and recorded again. And they were just, just high by one game. So definitely a little bit of a, a cold streak there for them over the past couple weeks. But I think Mobley's been in and out of the lineup with some reason. Mm-hmm. I think that he got injured time. at
2: the uh, second Boston Celtics game.
0: Yeah. So I think once they kind of get him back and they get back in stride and everything, that they'll they'll be back on track because he was definitely pushing them in the right direction. And that's a young mm-hmm. team. I, I, think, I think asking them to make the playoffs this year is – is a little bit much. I think if they make the playoffs, that'll be a, a happy, like a happy mm-hmm. surprise. Now, I'm not honest, ask,
2: but, yeah. No, I'm not asking them to be like the number one in the Eastern Conference. No. I'm asking mm-hmm. them I'm ex my expectation is them just making. It.
0: Yeah. And everybody really, everybody has different expectations. You know what I mean, like for me, honestly, if they go five hundred and they put together a good season and they develop well enough, I, I think that'll be fun. So mm. but for me, for my one prediction, um, I'm gonna use a little bit of reverse psychology, kind of like how Greg did. Now, I don't know if it necessarily worked out that well all the times that he did it, but I'm gonna predict that the Steelers lose their next two games in hopes that they uh win their next two. <laughs> so maybe uh maybe, maybe it'll it'll work this time for me. I don't think it worked for Greg because I think something he wished that the, the Red Sox would would win the world series or something like that or he said they wouldn't win yeah. i don't know but
1: <laughs> it, it it did me well when i wanted it to and it burnt me when i didn't want it to so
0: <laughs> hey listen you know what this this season is a toss-up I, i'm just i'm trying to see if i can tap into some some uh some good energy there i don't know but
2: some good magic there
0: <laughs> yeah maybe i can sprinkle some magic on a situation who knows but uh but to move into our final part of our double take. David, what is uh, one crazy thing that you saw, heard about, or happened to you over the past couple weeks?
2: Okay, so none of these happened to me at all, um, but I actually got two. And it, it was two fun, two funny things that I, I just couldn't hold back. So this one I just found out happened now, even though it happened at like the end of September. But Florida man tries to trade back vehicle he stole from the dealership. <laughs> yeah, so this happened on September 23rd. I know this was about a month ago now,
0: but anyways,
2: a Florida man tried to trade it in a vehicle from the same dealership he stole it from, police said. Lake City police responded to a report of a stolen vehicle at a Chrysler Dodge Jeep dealership on Monday, an NBC affiliate WTLV-TV reported. Then it goes into saying, employees told officers that a man was trying to trade his in his vehicle for a new one, but upon checking the VIN number, they found out that the vehicle was stolen from the dealership's lot a few days earlier. The man admitted to stealing the vehicle.
0: Yeah.
2: <laughs> the man admitted to stealing the vehicle, police said, adding the crime was captured on dealerships' camera system. Now, the second thing that I uh, that I chose happened only like two days ago or a few days ago, uh, November twenty second. Family is facing fines for putting up Christmas lights too early.
0: <clears throat> Where
2: in Tampa, Florida? <laughs> a family. Good. You
0: know what? <laughs> Good. It's, you have to wait till after Thanksgiving. That's crazy. I hate driving around like the end of, like, like November 3rd, and you see people with Christmas lights up already. Like, bro, wait. Just wait. Like, 20 days. I
2: don't understand. Here's the kicker. A family in Florida is facing up to a $1,000 in fines from their homeowners association for putting up Christmas lights before Thanksgiving. And it it gives their last name. but So I won't read the entire article because it gives the names of the family and whatnot. But they... The, their housing association decided that they didn't want Christmas lights up before Thanksgiving.
0: All right. All right, Greg, what do you got? You, you usually have some, some funny ones.
1: Well, remember when I asked if I could borrow money to buy a town? Yes. Well, now I just want to buy a house. But I just want to borrow actually a little bit more money than I asked for before. Before, I think I only asked for like 11 million. <laughs> but I have a I have a good reason, because this okay. house used to be, it was owned by Madonna.
0: Oh, you want to buy? Men- well, I mean, she's not really? there anymore.
1: No, no, she's <laughs> not. <laughs> used to be owned, but they're asking thirty one million dollars for.
0: It. Oh, a little, a little more than the town. I think like- <laughs> a little <laughs> more. <laughs> hey, Greg, the, I think the town was only like seven hundred thousand dollars.
1: Okay, but but I might be able to pay in kibble. So, a millionaire pooch is selling his Miami villa once owned by Madonna. Gunther V is asking $31 million for an eight-bedroom waterfront home once owned by the iconic singer. So, it goes to go that this dog's lineage dates back decades to when Gunther III inherited a multi-million trust from the late owner, German Countess Carlotta Liebenstein and she died in 1992. And so the lineage of the dogs has been passed down to all these, these dogs. And now Gunther the sixth, or Gunther the fifth, is uh, now selling it for $31 million. So I wanna buy it. comes with the chef, just F O I. Does the <laughs> chef just make dog food? No, and he does cook breakfast uh, each morning <laughs> for the dog. And that consists of uh, fine meat, and fresh uh, fruits so
0: that's crazy see i saw this story but i didn't realize that like that this this house or this estate was just passed down from generations of like how do you how does that work how do you determine that because because like they have litters of there's does it get split up or just just the oldest inherited i don't understand that's crazy
1: There's a lot probably to go with it, so.
0: Well, listen, Gunther the 6th, 7th, 8th, whatever he is. I don't have $31 million to give him, so I don't, I, I don't or know. Or even
2: enough kibble to give him.
0: <laughs> That's a lot of kibble. <laughs> <I don't know. laughs> okay. All right. Dogs that own houses. Well, for my thing is, you know, I just kind of want to give a shout out to Iman Schumpert. He's the first NBA uh, player or ex-player to win Dancing with the Stars, so I thought that was pretty cool. I don't know if you guys mm. watch Dancing with the Stars or not, but I kind of watched some of his videos of him dancing, and he's actually pretty good. So <laughs> it's pretty. I think he's gotten like perfect scores like the past five or six weeks that they've been doing it. So that was a pretty funny one that that I kind of saw. Is like you know, in this past like you know three or four months now, we've seen J.R. Smith get into. Collegiate golfing and and get stung by bees and and do really well and win and then we've seen Iman Shumpert now win Dancing with the Stars so hey you're destined for great things after basketball I used to play with LeBron <laughs> shout out to <laughs> Iman Shumpert there for winning Dancing with the Stars and um, shout out to that dog for having more money than any of us will ever see him. so <laughs> mm-hmm. um <laughs> that uh, that ends this episode of Ohio Verse um, thank you guys so much for listening to our episodes continue to let us know what you want us to talk about next um shout out to those of you in san diego who started listening to our podcast over this past week go ahead and drop a comment on one of our posts let us know who you are you know that goes out to anybody um give us a you know give us some feedback um let us know if there's something you want to talk about let us know if you want to come on to one of our shows and uh and talk about a topic with us. We'd love to have you on. We'd love to interact with you. So uh, let us know. But again, mm-hmm. thank you to um, Greg and David for coming on. Thank you to you guys for listening. This was another amazing episode of Verse presented by Deep Dive Sports. And as always, until next time. Hey, everyone. Thank you for listening. If you would like to hear more, feel free to listen to past episodes and look for new ones every Friday. And don't forget to follow us at deep.com deepdive.sport on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook for any updates. And please let us know what you would like us to take a deep dive into next. As always, we are Deep Dive Sports. Until next time.